Well, it's Christmas. And it's okay. There's nowhere you need to go. There's nothing you need to do. The stores are shut down. In this part of the world, anyways, where Christ has uh, been the popular team. You know, even in the, the Muslim religion, you know, Christ is considered to be a kind of saint or a prophet as well. Which is very nice. But really, this time of year is very yin. In the old Taoist sense, it's very dark in the Northern Hemisphere. If you live in Australia, of course it's going to be different if you're on the other part of the Earth. But why? Why this whole thing, this whole charade in relation to Christ and religion and this and that and the other, birth and blah, blah, blah. to make people quite upset, actually, because... There's all these things that we should do, are supposed to happen, like we're supposed to feel happy, we're supposed to feel family connection, we're supposed to feel loved, and joy, and merry, and all this sort of thing. Well, if you do, that's great, that's really lucky. I know personally that there was a part of me that did, but another part of me that could just felt a different reality. You know? It's like, is it really right? Why this time of year should all of a sudden we feel this way? I realized with me, it's number one, I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> so, if people are telling me you're supposed to feel happy, well, there's that internal program that's like, uh, F off, basically, that internal rebel. That's just me. I know it's always different for each person. I just wanted to share with you something that you know, this time of year is very yin. It's very quiet. Uh, people get over busy buying things, which was part of a commercial challenge that happened with like Coca-Cola Corporation and the business, which is great, you know? The economy must go on. Great. You know, support it. Buy things. And whatever they are, you know, it doesn't really matter. What matters is how you feel about it. So, all these supposed to, or should, or would, or could, or blah, 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 blah. Oh, gosh, it makes me so tired. Just thinking about it. If we go back to the time before Christ, what was there? What existed before Christ? 
I don't mean that his message is not beautiful, because Christ brought in an eleventh commandment to love one another, and that is worth more than we could ever imagine. Really. Love one another. That's such a beautiful message. But rewind before he was born. Before Moses, before Noah, before, before, before. Was there still a winter? Oh, yeah, there was. And what did the trees do? In the northern hemisphere, of course, it's different. In the southern hemisphere, where the opposite is, in New Zealand, Australia, oh, it just makes me tired thinking about it. Because, you know, we're in the land of the north where there's bears and I should be hibernating, technically. But just to really appreciate and know that you can cuddle yourself. You can be part of any party, any group, any clan. And, you know, any team, I support this football team, this rugby team, this polo network, whatever. It's all generally quite superficial, but there's a feeling that's involved. And, you know, the nice thing about nature is that nature is doing it anyways. <laughs> there's no TV network needed to show you that in the winter, the leaves are shed from the trees. Even pine trees, they shed their needles. In fact, this year I learned that when a storm is about to come, the pine trees, these giant pines that I live within, they shed their needles. Not because they have to, but they're trying to share, communicate with other pine trees. The storm is coming. The storm is coming, so they shed their needles in a way to communicate. And so I could, I was standing in the middle of this giant wave where at first in the distance it sounded like rain, but it wasn't raining. It sounded a bit like locusts, if you've ever been into a group of locusts. But I know there were none here. And then it got louder and louder and louder, and all of a sudden, Wow, I was right in the middle of this wave where the trees were dropping their needles. There's no wind. It wasn't that cold, but they knew. A star was covered. And they tried to share that by dropping their needles. So, the trees all dropped their needles. The energy went into their core a little bit more. And so when the storm arrived, it wasn't that's surprising, because they all knew it. They all knew this about the storm arriving like seven hours before. Which is amazing, because trees and plants are so intelligent. So this time of year, we get really stuck on Christmas. And so I'd like to talk with you a little bit about this guy named Jesus.
Do you know much about him? Have you ever met him? Have you ever heard about his story? Well, how did you hear about his story? Through a Bible? St. James edition or Ralph the Great or whatever. You know, there was 12 apostles with Jesus. And all 12 wrote something about his life. And how many exist in the normal Bible today? Four. So one third of the information's come through. But even with that, the message, if you read between the lines, is super powerful. Jesus was talking about loving one another. And in his innocent way, he, he ended up upsetting a lot of people. Wouldn't you? Imagine that you, you went on uh, an excursion. You went away for seven years. And you met monks or holy people or philosophers or something. And whatever you experienced in those seven years when you were away, you came back. It tried to share it. There's a really funny story I'd like to share with you, actually. It's it's called the Feast of Tabernacles. <laughs> yeah, I I think you'll probably enjoy it. This is just just for you to help to help you understand who Jesus was back then. He was a human. He was not some god that the sun's shone down and stuff. He had a human body. And also with that comes conditions. Like, you know, he got hungry and he ate. And heaven forbid, he also pooped and farted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's true. People forget about that. He was, he was a guy. He was a human being. He had a human body he's born into. And there's conditions that come with that. Which makes it very tricky. So, I digress and mention a very interesting story that came from the Ethiopians. Because Ethiopians were amazing bookkeepers. You know, in the time of King Solomon... And the Queen of Sheba. <clears throat> well, those those were societies that were like the most advanced. Kind of like the UK and America is today. And they, you know, they had this network taking news, periodicals. So the Ethiopians in the land of Sheba and... There was this guy named Jesus who's born. Big influencer. Well, by birth charts, by astrology, because astrologers were pretty big then. They still are now to a certain degree, but in fact, all the royal families that I know also still consult 
astrologists, actually, every royal family in the world that I've worked with, which is 12 different royal families, they all still consult astrologers, just so you know. <laughs> so this guy named Jesus came in to town and he was when he was in his mom's belly, so Jesus was still in the belly of Mary. And uh, there's a guy named John. And Mary and John's mom were actually friends before the boys were born. And when, so Mary was relaxing in the village. And all of a sudden, you know, John's mom was coming in, also pregnant with John. And when they met, the babies were jumping. Like literally, without even knowing, you know, they weren't even born yet, but they jumped and were moving. And so the women remarked on the two moms, John's mom and 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 Mary, they, they remarked on how their children knew each other even before actually being born. So so Jesus in his accidental joyous way came through uh into a time when things were pretty dark. You know, lots of death and stealing and all kinds of things were happening. And um, there were festivals where you actually, like, would take wine and you would take water and then you would cut the neck of a goat. And so the goat would bleed out and you'd mix all three and then drink that fluid for health. So this is the story of the, the Feast of Tabernacles. So what would happen usually early in the morning in Jerusalem and many places where people would have olive branches. Maybe they had them from before or they would cut them down for the, the ceremony, but <clears throat> in the morning there was chanting. You know, at sunrise, people coming out, oh, 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 chant, 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 oh, oh. Um, chant, chant, chant. I'm just not mentioning. I do know the chants, but I'm not mentioning them because they do have magical qualities. So just imagine a bunch of people like oh, 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 ah, 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 chanting, holding these olive branches. And they would march all the way down to a lake. There's actually two lakes that they used and people would march all the way down and they'd turn around and march all the way back. And eventually they're, oh, 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 rah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Oh, uh, and then eventually the priests were at the table in the altar, and there would be, like, water from a vessel, from wine, and then they would all fall down at the cut of the neck of the juggler of a goat. And everyone would fall down silent. And the priest... In the time, the old time would be like, if you want life and you want health, drink from this vessel that has the blood, the wine, and the water all mixed together and have health and light for the year. And then Jesus, he stood up in the corner and he said, if you come to me, you will have light and health for eternity.
<laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> in those days especially, if there's a child in a classroom that stands up and says, I know all the theories to all of your mathematical theorem, come to me. What happens to that student? Well, same thing that happened to Jesus, basically. Gets ostracized, berated, etc. So Jesus just said, hey, you don't have to kill goats. You don't have to kill this. You don't have to kill that. You don't have to go through these ceremonies. But I'll show you how to have access to the light for eternity. Not just one year, the year of your celebration, your ceremony. But come on, guys and girls, you just, you can have this kind of energy for life. It reminds me a little bit of like Nikola Tesla. You know, he just wanted electricity. He found out this thing about electricity. He was like, well, wait a minute. What, why can't we, why can't everybody have electricity for free? Because it's just like here floating in the air. And then the big corporate world, just like in the old Jewish sense, oh, you can't have that. You need to have that. And it's control. It's metered. If you don't give your money, you're not going to get your bliss you're not going to get your spiritual awakening unless you give money you're not going to have your spiritual awakening no it doesn't mean i'm speaking in the face of charity or gratitude or giving because of course it's all energy but jesus did try and teach people the fact that you don't have to go through the ceremony of Anything which is now turned into crisp mass, <coughs> which you know, some people think he might be rolling over in his grave to think that Coca Cola Corporation turned Santa, St. Nicholas, into this corporate consumer thing. Like, if you don't give gifts, you're not going to be welcome or happy or something. So this time of year, for some people that are a little bit more aware or awake, they might feel a little bit less comfortable, really. But if you take yourself to the time of Jesus and really connect with him, ask him, Jesus, this time of year, what was, what, what is, what is or what was really, really important to you? That's Christmas. And so in our hearts, when we ask that question, we already know the answer. We might be a bit confused. But so is Jesus. He just saw all these things around him that were these processes these traditions that he thought of. What? Why are we doing this? Why is this? Why do we have to do this in order to have health or life or light or happiness? This is so weird. So Jesus was a rebel, really, for the times. 
he stood up and said, Hey, everybody, that's not going to cost you anything. Just focus and pray. Light a candle, be warm, and focus on your Divine Mother. Your Divine Heavenly Father. In this time of quiet, when you focus on them, on the infinite love, you're nourished and supported by all. And so that's something I wanted to share with you this Christmas. There are more stories, and they're far more entertaining than tonight. Because I did want to have a little bit of a serious tone to know that you're not alone. But if you can just sit there in the quiet, get past your own suffering, get past your own feeling of like not fitting and not belonging, that's okay. It's okay to not belong. It's okay to feel that things are weird because they really are. It's all a construct. It's all a McDonald's package. So throw away the trash and really get to the core, the nugget, the gold, the shining star that's in each and every one of you. Without fail, if you're alive and you're breathing and your heart is beating, you have a miracle happening. You are a miracle happening. And this time of year, in the yin, the most quiet part, just connect with your heart beating. Connect with who you really are. Feel the love that pulses through your veins that connects you to every single thing in nature. Especially if you're into quantum science, you'll really know. Study quantum theory, quantum mechanics, study art. You'll know everything is so connected. And you'll know that you're not alone. There's a big, big, big family that's not necessarily blood-related. It starts with the plants and the trees and moves on to the whole animal kingdom and to the cosmos. That for this Christmas and for everyone before and beyond, you are part of a big family that loves you with more than you can imagine. So if you can close your eyes and just breathe deeply. Let's begin with a prayer, shall we? Prayer being like an affirmation or a mudra. Or mudra is like hand position. Mantra is the word, so let's start with this. Divine Mother, I am alone at this time of year. Connect me to you. 
connect me to the infinite that I am part of, that is my birthright. Divine Mother, comfort me. I am here. I am your child. Your consciousness floating in the cosmos. Divine Mother, unite me with friends that bring me the paradise you promised. Connect me to the consciousness of light and understanding the beauty that is here forever and ever. Amen. So with this, in the night, as you're learning to float, learning about your true anatomy, well beyond the hustle and bustle of daily life, even though it's a part, you're part of something far greater, far more beautiful, and you are really loved. <laughs> just takes time for you to know how loved you are. Be well. And Merry Christmas. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.